0: European League of Football fans, I am delighted to welcome you to the first episode of the official European League of Football show. My name is Jennifer Becks and I am here to inform you about the latest news. I will tell you what's going on behind the scenes. I will be having guests answer questions and most importantly, I'll do my best to make sure that you guys can't wait for the second season of the European League of Football starts this summer. And speaking about guests, speaking about guests, today on the show with me are the linebacker Kazime Debali, and our Defensive Rookie of the Year Award winner Marcel Dabo, of course, our CEO Jelko Karajca, and the commissioner Patrick Izume, who is joining me right now.
1: Hi, Jenny. Hi, everybody out there, fans of the European League of Football.
0: Hello, Patrick. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. And uh, well, how are you and how busy is the commissioner of the European League of Football during the offseason?
1: well uh i'm doing good obviously we got uh, the holidays behind us it's a new year 2022 very excited about it uh, and actually i think everybody was kind of glad that uh, we had a great year that we had in 21 uh get to spend some time with the family over the holidays and and now we are full head of steam to tackle what, what's ever coming in 2022.
0: Exactly. 2022 is going to be exciting because we have the second season of the European League of Football coming up and talking about it, it's going to be 75 games, five nations. We have 12 teams, four new teams have joined this league. It's just going to be, it's great where the league is going, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Um, This was always the plan that Jerko and I had Um, and, and now we, actually in year two, we took a Another step in that direction, the the final plan is to have 24 teams out of 10 to 12 countries, and with the next step, adding four teams, which is 50% increase, which is a lot. Um, We are very confident and very happy about the locations and the teams that we added to the mix. Dusseldorf is a historical uh, football city with the Rhine fire, then Vienna Vikings uh, in Vienna, the capital Of Austria, which is a great program for 30 years. Then the Tyrolean Raiders uh, out of Innsbruck, uh, top franchise for many, many years, played there as a coach there, got my butt kicked there. So this is a very good franchise too. And then uh, the Istanbul Rams obviously add a whole nother flavor to it because they're on the eastern outskirts of Europe, so to speak. And it's a 20 million people city. It's a vibrant city, a huge market and 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 they are very excited to be a part of it and we are obviously too because uh, like i said istanbul opens up a whole new door to another potential customer and continent because it's it's the the border of asia so to speak but still on european soil so we are very excited about it
0: Absolutely. And speaking about the 12 teams, those have been put into three conferences. And I know that there have been some comments about the conferences and how the teams have been put together. So first question, how did you decide on which team went into each conference?
1: Yes, I saw obviously I see a lot of the comments like, hey, didn't the commissioner pay attention in geography? Yes, I did. Um, nevertheless uh, one thing that we always have to or, or the fans out there have to take into consideration that travel cost is, is is still a big factor in a league if you have a pan-european league the travel is is, is something that is uh, costs a lot of money and also has to be well planned because not all of our players or most of our players i said it before on another topic 86 of our players do make their living outside of football, which means they have to be back at their job Monday morning. We can't just put the you know north and south together the way we want it or south, east, and west and think, well, if they make it back Monday, uh, it's okay because they are pros. It's not that easy. So uh, travel costs were a big factor, obviously, and then try to match it where we have the most attractive format too. And I think with the three groups – where the number one team out of every division, so to speak, uh, qualifies for the playoffs, and then the best number number True. two team is the fourth seed. I think this this is the perfect mix of having some local local teams. I know the, the 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 Southern Conference is is Kelowna, Dusseldorf in there with Barcelona and Istanbul, but they have great connection as far as traveling back and forth directly from. Istanbul and Barcelona into Cologne, Düsseldorf, which are very close together. So we figured we got to put them together. Then we got the Austrian, the Southern teams together as the mid-conference and then the North, as you guys know it. Um, You know, that made the most sense for for all of us in regards to travel, travel costs, and and simply the operational part of making sure that the players get back Sunday night so they can be at their regular job uh, Monday morning.
0: Absolutely. But let's take a closer look at the conferences. Um, we should see a picture of it now. Perfect. So we have the Northern Conference with Berlin Thunder, the Hamburg Sea Devils, Leipzig Kings and Wroclaw Panthers. Basically the same from last year. Do you think there's going to be a surprise?
1: Uh, you know what? Uh, um, I think there will be many surprises this year because there's not... There's not, we are not at the point yet in year two where you have the continuity where you can say, well, this team is going to be good for the next years because they put their Tom Brady, their Aaron Rodgers, their Derrick Henry under contract for three or four years. We're not at the point yet. Still, there's a lot of things going on. Players are moving from one team to another. We saw that. So I think there's there there will be teams like, for example, Berlin. Uh, they're going to make a strong push to be a more competitive team in year number two, I believe. And then the Rocklaw Panthers, they're going to be strong. They missed out on the championship game. I think they're going to make a push deep, deep into the playoffs, maybe the championship game. But you never know. Hamburg was a strong team and Leipzig came on strong towards the end of the year. Um, And I know that Fred Armstrong is still going to be there. So there's going to be some growth and, and development. So the North is going to be really tight and competitive.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So let's take a closer look at the Central Conference with Frankfurt Galaxy, the swako Raiders, Stuttgart Surge and Vienna Vikings. And to be honest, when I saw this group for the first time, the first thing that came into my mind was, oh, Stuttgart Surge, that looks tough.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, but again, going yeah. back to what I just said, Stuttgart search 2022 is not the Stuttgart search of 21. Um, there's there's some some big movements going on. I, I follow it through social media and our media outlets. Who's moving where? Um, so I think there's Stuttgart search is going to be a team that will be stronger in 22 than in 21. Yeah. Don't forget they lost their quarterback. We all know why and what the cost was. Uh, early in the season that is a tremendous blow to a franchise if you have to replace your your quarterback at the beginning of the season because you lose all continuity and you start over from scratch again so that hopefully is not going to be the case this year and I know they've been building um so Stuttgart is going to be a strong team and then yes we got the two Austrian teams we obviously have the the first champion the Frankfurt Galaxy and then the new teams you know, it's it's tough to judge how strong are they going to be. They are the top teams in the AFL uh, uh, down there in Austria, but how does that compare to the European League of Football? So we don't know yet how the how the Central Conference is going to shake up. Um, but I expect Vienna and, and 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 the Tyrolean Raiders to be very competitive from the from the start. But Stuttgart, obviously. You know, they have some experience because they played a year in this league. All the young players played a year in this league. And uh, and Frankfurt, yeah, they're the champions. So everybody's going to bring their A game. That's going to be tough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And coming back or talking about Stuttgart or looking at Stuttgart, they had some of the most successful rookies in their team. So mm. uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see them. And uh, Southern Conference with the Barcelona Dragons, dusseldorf of pfalz Istanbul Rams, and the Cologne Centurions. What's what's yeah. your idea when you hear this?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we, we saw, I think, through uh, our media outlets that uh, Zach Edwards is going to return to Barcelona. Um, I know that uh, they are working on a new head coach and they got some quite interesting candidates there. And, and towards the end of the season, they really started humming down there in Barcelona and the fact that they bring in some key components back such as Nico Lester in, in on defense uh then they're going to bring back Zach Edwards which is major they're going to be better and um they are one of the teams that that finished way stronger than they started so that's encouraging Istanbul is is, is going to be interesting to judge because that team basically is going to be a team that's uh, put together from all over Turkey and Istanbul, all the best players are going to try to play there. So that's going to be interesting. How that's going to pan out with the Turkish talent, uh, and then adding some of the European players that they allowed to bring in, and also obviously uh, the American players. But Coach Val Gunn is a hell of a coach. So don't sleep on don't sleep on the Istanbul Rams, and and then we got uh, obviously Dusseldorf, Ryan Fire, and Cologne. Cologne made some major moves. They brought back Marjorie London. They got their quarterback back, the man of honor of the year. Um, As we all know, uh, Jan Weinreich. So there's continuity there. That is always important. I got a new head coach. And it looks like they're putting some good pieces together. And then Dusseldorf is going to be interesting because head coach is not announced yet. But it's going to happen pretty soon. And um, there's some movement going on it's got uh, they are very tough to judge because you know they are brand new they start from scratch but they have a tremendous fan base and the nice thing about our league is you don't have to win it in year one because you don't you can't move down or up you're gonna stay um and and you can win championships in year two three four and five
0: exactly we are on a long road and uh, in terms of the well the um Terms in, uh, in terms game? of players and teams oh. and the whole level of play. Oh, no no, came no no. Let let let's still. What are your what's your expectation for season two in terms of the players, the teams, and the level of play? How much better do you think is it going to be compared to season one?
1: Oh, way better. And and yeah. and and don't get me wrong. Season one surprised me because the the players didn't play one and a half years prior to our season because of COVID. So it was rusty in the beginning, but I said it many times before, there was one game and it was week 12. The Rockwell Panthers played at Leipzig and I saw the game and it looked, it looked really like NFL football, obviously way slower because we don't have NFL athletes. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But as far as, how fluid the game was, the the concepts, how how they play defense and offense, the passing game, the running game, um, and the structure of the game, oh, it picked up tremendously. And I was really surprised because it hit me when I saw that game, I went like, that's where we need to get. We are there in year one, that's tremendous. And I think in year two, it's only gonna get better. And the key is obviously always continuity.
0: Yeah. And uh, now I think it's time to add another important man to our little talk, the CEO of the league, Jelko Karajca. Because without the two of you, the league wouldn't exist. So hi, Jelko. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for your time. How are you? How satisfied are you with the things that are going on during the offseason right now?
2: Thank you. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, It's for the first time in this year that we are talking and... uh, Yes, we rested a little bit uh, over the last uh, <clears throat> few days, and uh, now we're looking forward. I just uh, was thinking, while listening to you, um, it's, it's close three and a half months uh, ago that we finished our first uh, championship game, and going forward, we are thinking about uh, less than five months, so we are somewhere in the middle, uh, in between of season one and season two, and... Uh, when I see what happened, uh, after all, you know, um, a year ago, in, in January the 2001, we were sitting, we just founded the company, and we had the idea of starting a league, and everybody told us, you're crazy. Uh, <laughs> <for Paulique. coughs>
1: yep, they it's did.
2: A, it's just synchron. Um, <clears throat> uh, you're crazy, and you can't do this, and think about COVID and everything. After the first season, now three months after the first championship uh, game, I would say it was a great season. After all, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. I think we needed uh, the vacation and the the holidays. Um, But now you just uh, talked about four new teams. We're expanding, as we're always uh, told, um, that we want to become bigger. Uh, We are going to be 12 teams next year, five countries. Uh, we started in three countries and now we will have close to 300 million people inside the countries uh, where our teams will play. So with Turkey, we have another close to 90 million people um, that will approach the league. So 300 million people, that's that's a lot of, of, of viewers, of spectators, of fans of football. So um, I think a lot of things to do, 75 games you mentioned, that means we will double more or less the production uh, and the number of the games, so um, I think uh, starting from now in January um, yes, and uh, starting to talk with our sponsors with the production teams, everything uh, yeah, give us another month or two and then we will enter into the final uh, zone before uh, before the start of the season so as i said a lot has been done but a lot of uh, these things are in front of us and uh, yeah i'm i'm happy to face the season 2
0: Absolutely. And you mentioned the championship game, which took place in September in Düsseldorf. I mean, the atmosphere was insane. 25,000 fans were going crazy. The game was awesome. And the next championship game will take place in Klagenfurt in Austria on September 25th. So the first question, why Klagenfurt?
2: First of all, we always said, uh, guys outside, we are not the German league, although a lot of people outside were commanding and saying, okay, more German teams than from elsewhere, and uh, it's more German-focused. We always said, hey, guys, listen, uh, give us a little bit of time, but this league is uh, not only by name, uh, but also it's, it's a real European league. So that means uh, we're expanding, as I said, to five countries. In two or three years from now, believe me, there will be five, six, seven more countries uh, and uh, which be part of uh, the European League of Football and a lot of more teams coming out from these countries. And uh, this is the reason why we said, okay, we had our first championship game um, in Germany, in Düsseldorf, which was really, really great for us. That is the first thing. But uh, next season, uh, next country, so we will uh, approach Klagenfurt. Klagenfurt overall, you know, we have two teams from Austria. So I think... Uh, it's also some kind of honor to the new teams, um, to, to, to uh, Vienna and uh, also Innsbruck, uh, to say, okay, we are moving to you. Uh, we have a great stadium, the Wörthersee Stadion. <clears throat> it's a great stadium, so around about 30,000, 32,000 people capacity. Uh, we have already sold close to 3,000 tickets uh, until now. Uh, and We started months ago, so <clears throat> the people accept this and I believe it will be a great party, and after Dusseldorf, you know, the people inside the stadium. This was a great experience, but I always uh, told everybody. More than that, I uh, my my great impression of this uh, final was what happened all around the stadium. You know, these kind of uh, I I visited like coach also a lot of Zupac uh, bowls and everything. So it's not only about this one game, these three four hours in the stadium. It's about experience. Uh, all around this uh, stadium. So what happened in Dusseldorf after we had this COVID uh, stuff months ago, uh, we celebrated a party over 10 hours, you know, we started at 11 in the morning and finished at uh, 12 hours at about 11 in the evening. So a lot of people joined us and this, going forward to Klagenfurt will happen also. So we are not only planning a game in Klagenfurt with a lot of people inside the stadium, we are also planning an experience, an whole weekend, starting on Friday. And the the last thing, the last point uh, uh, will be then the game on Sunday uh, in Klagenfurt. But our aim, our goal for this uh, event will be we want to celebrate a real, big party after all we have uh, suffered over the last two years with all the football fans uh, who will joined then in Klagen for the game.
0: Exactly and we want to celebrate it with you and there is a VIP travel package available on the European League of Football website and to give you some insights we have a very wonderful trailer which we are going to see now
3: There were unforgettable moments at the championship game in Dusseldorf. Now, let's go to Klagenfurt. The championship game 2022 will be on the 25th of September at the beautiful Wörtersee Stadium in Austria. Secure your unique VIP package for 399 euros per person now. There are one to three overnights in the four-star superior wellness hotel Vetsens Resort Pertschach with breakfast included. The Wärtses is directly located at the Vertase, with 3,000 square meters of its own beach and a heated outdoor pool in the lake. Of course, the exclusive package includes a VIP ticket for the Championship Game 2022. Get your VIP package now in our shop at europeanleague.football and until the 13th of February you'll get a free shirt and cap from the first final. An unforgettable experience that no one should miss. The VIP travel package exclusively on European League. Football.
0: Now that looks promising.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I believe I asked for two rooms for coach and me as well. So uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, I,
0: I will, I'm, I'm going to be there too.
2: <laughs> no, Klagenfurt. Believe me, I don't know if uh, everybody visited Klagenfurt uh, until now, but if not. Uh, it's it's a small, uh, I would say, island of a paradise. You know, It's, it's, it's really great. The Wattersee is great. <clears throat> and September still is end of summertime in Klagenfurt, so you can still swim in the sea. It's uh, it's great. That's what I mean with party relaxing and having fun. So we're also trying to organize some kind of a fan party like we did in Dusseldorf on Saturday. That's what we try to do also in Klagenfurt on Saturdays. But at the uh, Somewhere at the beach and uh, to to celebrate the football beach party, coach. You know, um, Miami was something similar, you know. But also yep. beach party and football feeling. Yeah, that's great. That's uh, that's the next step, you know. Um, that we are t- uh, trying to make happen next year. Well, what is your opinion? So-
0: Yeah, European Nico Football fans, you heard the CEO talk and you saw the video, so don't miss out on it. Visit the European Nico Football website and check out the VIP travel package. And, well, I mean, we need you, Patrick, the commissioner. We need the CEO, but we do need our players as well. And I was lucky because during summer I met some of them and we did some nice interviews. I was speaking to uh, Jacob Sullivan, the quarterback from um, Frankfurt Galaxy, or our MVP, Madre London, and also the lovely Marcel Dabo who became the defensive rookie of the year cornerback from Stuttgart search and he is joining our show right now.
4: Hey guys, thank you for having me. Um, First of all, I want to wish you guys a happy new year. I hope you started well into the new year. Thank you. Well,
0: hi Marcel and yeah, thank you so much for your time. Um, You already said you are great, but honestly, you must be super excited because the big news are out. Tell us. Yeah, thank you. I'm
4: I'm I'm very excited to be the first player of the European League of Football to be invited to the uh, international player pathway uh, for the NFL, and it's such a such a huge blessing for me because when Patrick and uh, Patrick and myself first met in like April at the Stuttgart Search Combine, he told me. Hey, Marcel, here's like a, like a chance for you to get into the league, to get into the NFL um, with the international player pathway and to, to, um, to be able to, to get to that point where I'm, at, uh, where I'm at now is just a great blessing and I'm super proud of that.
0: I know, Patrick, you saw yeah. Marcel's talent immediately and said this guy is going to make it to the NFL. But did any of you expect it to happen like that fast?
1: Well, <clears throat> when I saw him in April at the tryout, I knew right away that he had the physical, the athletic tools. And then obviously, Marcel, you remember I stayed around for the positional drills and then I took over the defensive backfield uh, session, so to speak, because I wanted to find out really because Marcel played or plays the position that I played. And it's my favorite position to coach, defensive back. So uh, since I know his coach Leland Brickes, uh yeah. was his coach too, uh, I kind of got involved in, in, in uh, you know the individual period down there uh, in Stuttgart at the tryout because I wanted to find out how receptive to coaching he is and how he, how smooth and fluid he is in transition and how fast he can learn. And right there, I told him, "Hey, it's probably you need." My expectation was that he's gonna need one year and then go, actually the next year. But it doesn't surprise me um, that he's gone right now because, like I said, to run a f- sub-4-5 bench press 18, 19 times 220, those are NFL first-round pick numbers for a corner. You rarely get that out of Europe. And so the rest he's going to learn in the NFL or in that program. And um, so I'm really excited for him because – he's not only a good athlete and a good player, but he's got the right head on his shoulders. That's really important because all the things that are going to come now are really going to be overwhelming, Uh, the fame, the hate, the money. Hopefully that's all I'm hoping for, Mm -hmm. that you uh, get to experience all of that. But there's going to be a lot of things coming crashing onto him, and I think he has the right head on his shoulders to handle all of that.
2: But I'll tell you a secret, you know, after the tryout in Stuttgart, we, we two had a call and I asked Patrick, tell me, how was the tryout? You know, quality, everything. Did it look like football? You know, this were, these were <laughs> the kind of discussions we had in April 21. And he said to me, um, yeah, it was good. It was really good. But there is one guy, uh, uh, I promise you. And you said at that time, uh, let's enjoy, but he will only play for one season. And <laughs> now, <gonna laughs> away. That, uh, To be honest, that were were his words uh, in April uh, 21. And so you made it. So um, now we can let the sequence out. Uh, It it was really his uh, clear opinion. And I never met you before. And he never saw you before. But uh, it was clear for him that you will uh, go the way uh,
4: to US. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: And uh, like I said, Marcel and I, we met in Stuttgart to get to know him a little bit better. And we have the trailer. Wir können es jetzt it right now
3: European League of Football Network presents. Er ist Defensive Rookie of the Year.
1: Aber hier ist schon der erste pick des Abends, Marcel Dapo.
4: Football ist in den letzten Jahren auf jeden Fall ein riesen Part von meinem Leben geworden. Ich trainiere mittlerweile fast täglich zweimal. und Es ist nicht nur ein Sport, sondern auch ein Lifestyle für mich geworden. Er ist der erste Spieler
3: der European League of Football, der zum IPP eingeladen wird.
4: In die NFL zu kommen, das, das ist ein Riesending für alle jungen Athleten und für alle Athleten aus Europa und ich bin der Meinung persönlich, dass man den Sport in Europa so groß machen muss wie möglich, weil wir das einfach verdient haben als Europäer. Dementsprechend finde ich, dass man auch als Spieler, wenn man was mit der NFL zu tun hat, eine gewisse Responsibility den Spielern hier in Europa hat, um den Sport so groß wie möglich zu machen. Marcel Dabo, Nummer 23, Cornerback der
3: Stuttgart Search.
0: Yeah, it was such a, such a aye, great, aye, such aye, great aye, two yeah. days. I know. And well, the, mm. the full interview can be seen on, okay. Yeah. Can be seen on more than sports TV. Um, and all the others as well. They come out every Wednesday around 730 and, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, worth watching. And, of course, they can be seen on the European League of Football website with your season's pass. You can watch them all and get to know the players better. But, uh, yeah, we, we said it there, Marcel is the first player who now made it to the NFL, and we always said from the beginning that the European League of Football can be seen as a stepping t- uh, stepping stone. Do you think, Patrick Angelico and also Marcel, from what you have experienced, that there's more players coming?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. There, there's, there's more talent out there that, that uh, we saw in year one. And there's more to come because this was only the first year. There will be uh, hopefully more Marcel Dabos and, and, and there are more kids out there that really have a chance. There's a kid in Hamburg, uh, Levi, uh, Levi um, who's a tight end, who kind of reminds me of uh, Jakob Johnson. Plays the same position, tight end, H back, fullback. He's a he's a young guy. He's only two years older than than Marcel. And um, he might need another year or two to develop. And then I think we're gonna see two, three, four, five, six guys hopefully go into that program. But there will be plenty more.
0: Yeah. And Marcel, after the uh, well combine in London in October, where you performed well, or your performance was outstanding, how did you how did you prepare over the last couple of months and during the off season, also to stay fit for the potential combine?
4: I mean, I'd, basically I just proceeded with my normal uh, training program consisting of like stuff in the gym to to stay athletic, but also speed training, especially track and field, because as we all know. Track, track speed is something different and if you can transfer track speed into football speed, that makes you uh, a dangerous player and I think um, one of the most things that, that European guys are lacking is speed and I think if we can overcome this, this lack of speed, we can, we can make a harder push um, to the next level. Yeah.
0: And what are your expectations for the States now? What do, you, what, do you already know anything about it? What is it going to be like there?
4: Um I mean I'll, to be honest it's just uh, because the the international player pathway is like a platform where you where you can completely focus on football for like uh three months and that's what I'm especially looking forward because here in Germany you got university stuff to do you gotta work and you gotta you got so many things in your head that that can distract you from the game and i I'm really looking forward to to like like really. Really playing a game of football like strictly. And yeah.
0: Well, Marcel, I uh, definitely hope that we won't see you again in the European League of Football in season two. <laughs> Maybe in the future, but definitely not next year or the following years. So best of luck for your time in the States.
4: Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Well, thank you Good for being on the there. show. Yeah. Have a great time and keep us updated.
4: Of course. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs>
0: thank you well yeah i mean this looks promising patrick what do you think how how yeah, high are how are, the, are his chances
1: i think they are very high the the biggest thing that that he's gotta do now over there in the u.s convince uh the people within the program and then the scouts and the coaches watching him that he that he has the mental capacity to play in the nfl because physical physically is one thing but then a lot of people don't – obviously, they they've not, haven't been to the NFL as a player or a coach, that the the mental aspect to play in the NFL, that's the big difference because there are plenty of guys in the U.S. that can run sub-4-5, that can bench press a ton. But to play football and then, you know, take the, the beating every day, the pressure of of the scheme, expectations – This is a big-time business in the NFL, and and I think it's going to be a cultural shock for him too if he makes it to a team that there are other 10, 12, other defensive backs that are all trying to get a job, that there are running backs that are much bigger and stronger and more physical that he has to tackle. Um, There are receivers that run faster than him. It's going to be a challenge schematically too. uh, That's why I'm going to reach out to him here pretty soon before he goes that, you know, I'm uh, obviously trying to help him out, update him a little bit on uh, what's going to actually, what to expect scheme-wise, because I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, we can help him with on our end here from the European League of Football, uh, that he goes over there and says, well, this is something I heard before, and he's not surprised and not overwhelmed. But then once he gets on a team, you know, the dynamic dynamics of an NFL Football team, training camp, uh, the grind, the mental grind is is tough. That's the biggest challenge.
0: That's a different level, that's for sure. But of course, we wish him all the best and it's going to be interesting to follow his career. So, um, and as I said, you can watch those interviews, not only the interview with Marcel, all of them on Modern Sports TV and on the European League of Football website. And now let's focus on something else, something colorful, the Pixel campaign. And some of you might not have heard about it. So we have a uh, trailer or a little video that explains it to you in a wonderful way.
1: Phil Harold and I, we know each other for quite a while now. I always uh, knew that he was a big American football fan. He's a very inspiring person. You know, his artwork is tremendous. When uh, I heard that there's a chance for him to do the pixel artwork, I thought it was a great idea and obviously I will buy some pixels of his artwork. Phil is a very inspiring artist and actually Phil Harold and European League of Football is a perfect fit because both of us actually went against all odds and made something special happen.
2: For us, it's about being part of this extraordinary project on the one hand and on the other hand, of course, we want to support a good cause. You can help to bring this artwork to life. Visit our Pixel campaign, secure your place on the artwork and immortalize yourself with a picture or a message. Give away pixels or battle with your friends for the best spot on the artwork.
0: For me, it's a great honor to be part of this unique project,
3: working the analog with the digital world.
0: Yeah, on uh, December 31st, this huge artwork will cover the Arcadia Hotel in uh, Hamburg, where we actually celebrated the first honors award show um, last year. So, um, and, and Phil Herod, I mean, he's such an inspir- inspiring person, as you said, um, Patrick.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, like I said in that little trailer, we know each other for a while now. And we basically got in touch because because, you know, I followed his art. And he followed me back on social media because he watches uh, the NFL. And then we started, you know, sending messages. And then uh, he, inv- he invited me over to, uh, to, his, to, his, to his place where he lives and where he does his art. Uh, it was seen in the trailer too, which is quite an impressive place. And, and it, you know, it's really, really unique and inspiring to see somebody with this obvious physical disabilities to be able to say, "Hey, that doesn't slow me down. I'm still gonna tackle life and and do what what what's it with within my heart." So this is what I really admire about Phil Harold that that he's able to 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 actually express whatever he wants to through his art in his pictures and uh, to combine the the digital with the analog world. I think that's something that's gonna be. Uh, interesting challenge going ahead because we're going to get more and more digital as a league, as a society. And 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 to combine that is, is really neat projects. And, and I'm really happy that he he's a part of it.
0: Yeah. And as you can see, we still show the QR code. So, um, well, get your own pixel picture and become a part of this huge artwork. And uh, well, it's for a good cause as well. And speaking about good causes and Phil Harold, this isn't the only thing that he did for the European League of Football. He also created the Philly Fund. Some of you may not have heard about it, but well, this is it. (laughs) A huge elephant, actually 1 meter 20 high with all eight logos of all um, teams, European League of Football teams from the first season on it. Mm -hmm. And it was on a charity mission and 82 um, donors finally got together the amount of 1891 euros for the DK, dkms deutschland so a big thank you from all of us and everyone involved and um yeah i think it's time to reveal the winner now who got this super cute great philly fund which i personally totally loved Oh yeah, okay, so I say it. <laughs>
1: it yes, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, who's got yeah, it? I, really? was, I, was, I wasn't us. sure if there,
0: if there was something like her name coming in because it is a woman. And congratulations to Daniela Gire. So you won the Daniela. Philly Fund. Daniela, I wonder where she's going to put it because it is huge. I yeah, hope she has is. enough space.
2: <laughs> it must be a big living room.
0: Sure. Oh yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. Or or whatever. Well, I mean if she doesn't want it, I'm sure Patrick Orgelko <laughs> you would be super happy. Or we put Are it the... in the in the office or somewhere else.
1: Yeah. It's it's see the Philly Fund. Uh that's uh, because it's it's Phil Harrod, Phil Philly Fund and then he's a big Philadelphia Eagles fan too. Um <laughs> uh, and the smaller version of it was the 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 the, the MVP European trophy. League of Football Championship MVP yeah. trophy that uh, Mr. Sullivan holds uh, under his arm here on this picture. This is really uh, one of my favorite art pieces. I yeah. just normally you can't afford these art pieces. I would love to have one, but you have to have uh, a you know a big living room or yeah a big living room. And uh, my living room is not big enough. But uh, Daniela, congratulations! You got a great piece of art that's always going to be a special one because it's from Phil Harrell and then on top it's from year one with the first year teams this is yeah. something special
0: absolutely absolutely and it was also special to have you on the show so uh thank you thank thank you both of you for sharing all those insights and uh, your time with me on the first episode
2: <laughs> thank, you. <laughs>
1: thank you very much you have a good night and and I know somebody else is gonna follow up on us that is much more fun and much more entertaining <laughs> yeah well, for sure he is
0: <laughs> not sure what to say about that but it yeah. is Kazim Edibali joining the show next
5: so bye bye.
0: see you see you very see soon you. catch up soon and uh, let's bring him on the show
5: Kazim <laughs> hey guys what's going on happy new year
0: <laughs> happy new year and uh well i mean formerly known as Vollmaschine linebacker from the hamburg sea devils a former nfl star and now i'm just going to introduce you as mr hollywood because nah. did it again the second season of footballs came out <laughs> how, was how, how was the filming how is it <laughs> an actor on top of all this
5: uh it, it was fun you know i mean the the first season it was there it was, it was 20 20 days of filming that was it was so much fun made some great friendships and then unfortunately you know got hurt and whatnot and then jacko called me had the idea hey let's let's do just do five episodes man for season two before you head back to the states you know had, had five days of fun and i hope you know you can see it when you watch it
0: <laughs> so did something unpredictable or unforgettable happen during during the set uh, filming it
5: I feel like you know, there were so many outtakes it's, there was one there was one day of filming it was a uh, Jelko Patrick was there and us three were just filming in the same room and uh that was we probably yeah. had 30 outtakes that was the most outtakes we ever had on a day.
0: <laughs> so was there any difference to the first episode in terms of setup text
5: yeah uh the 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 second, Oh, my mic is good. The second season was really more. It it was just. It was not as many people, not as many characters in the show. So I had to learn a little bit more text, (laughs) but uh, you know, it it was just. It was just fun. It was entertaining.
0: And what can you tell us about the story for those of them who haven't watched it?
5: I think it's kind of like Saw meets. Uh, i don't know it's just like i'm in the escape room i'm trying to get out and uh you know i don't want to say too much but it's just it's it's just it's it's silly you know and i think it's it's lighthearted and it's fun
0: exactly it's fun to watch and just uh entertaining that's what we know from you and every sunday or every given sunday a new episode came out on youtube and of course all episodes can be watched on the european League of football website together with your game pass and uh is there going to be a season three
5: uh, that's the question you know um i'm i'm not sure but i hope um <laughs> obviously we're gonna maybe maybe do something different you know maybe not in this, the same thing or the same character but it, it'll be fun if we get some people if bjorn would join or something but uh let, let's let's find out we're gonna see
0: well, yeah, but then also most importantly, season two happened on screen. Will there be a season two for you on the field? Will you join the European League of Football?
5: Ooh, that is a good question. Uh, Obviously, <laughs> the the competitor in me, you know, the football player, I played, what, like three games, I got hurt. It obviously wasn't what I wanted it to be, even though it was fun focusing on the guys and seeing seeing my guys shine, seeing all the guys around the league shine. Um. But you know, I got two daughters, I got a wife, so I still have to convince him to go back to Germany because it's 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 a it's it's not an easy trip. It's a lot on the family. But um I'm gonna do everything I can to uh come back to Germany. That that is the ultimate goal, but we're gonna see.
0: And if so, would it be Hamburg again?
5: Ah, that's also a good question. Well, Bjorn calls me every day.
0: I'm sure he <laughs> does.
5: No, but obviously, um I'm, I'm Hamburg through and through. You know, we say Hamburger Junge. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're definitely going to see. But Björn, stop calling me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we all want you back for season two. So please come. And uh, yeah, also for you guys at home, don't miss footballs. Watch season one, season two, all on the European League of Football website and on YouTube. It's just great. Good if you can't get enough of this amazing guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kazim, thank you very much.
1: Of course.
0: Uh, it was a pleasure to have you on this show. And uh, I can't wait to see you again in summer in Germany or anywhere else in Europe. Yes, <laughs> I want you to yes. get on a plane.
5: <laughs> I had a couple guys. It's funny because obviously some of my teammates went to different teams and just say, hey, you're trying to come to Poland with me? you trying to come to Vienna with me? I'm like, guys, <laughs> let me get healthy first. Because I played the final on like one leg. Um, But yeah, obviously, one thing about football players, no matter what, you can never get them away from football. You know, I I mean, I come in directly from my garage. I was was working out directly here, talking about football again. So somehow football (laughs) finds a way uh, to get us right back into the loop.
0: Exactly. It's in your blood. So uh, we hope to see you again next summer. And uh, thank you very much for this interview. No problem. See you soon. (laughs) Well, and you guys, thank you so much. Well, that's the Philly Fund again. (laughs) Thank you guys for watching. I hope you like the first episode of the official European League of Football show. We will be back soon. And in the meantime, well, stay excited, stay tuned for more, and see you soon.